Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now to find a way through as the Flyers try to stack them up a little bit, but the Sabres back them off and off. Middle stat. The stick battle, far side. Yoki Haru shoots and scores. Sabers are on the board. Four to one. Flyers with the lead, and maybe Buffalo now can keep chipping away a little bit. Dan Dunleavy on the call there. Sabers unfortunately were not able to chip away more as they fell five to one against the Philadelphia Flyers last night. But the good news is. You can forget it and forgive real quick if they can turn around and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. 7 o'clock puck drop. Pre-game starting at 6 o'clock here on WGR. And you know what is really good to do? You know, people that listen that? to the station during the week, you get to hear Brian Duff every day of the week, except for Mondays, unfortunately, right now. But this is an opportunity to make up the ground as, you know, now we can get him for a fifth day of the week. Because Brian Duff joins us now on the West Her Hotline to talk some Sabres. You get bonus Brian Duff on the weekend for your Sabres listening. (laughs) What a treat. No. I I keep hearing this chorus of people saying Monday's the best day of the week. They're fools, Brian. They are fools. (laughs) Who am I to judge? I will judge. I will, I will go ahead and do it all the time um, because I love being able to talk with Brian Duff. People should always enjoy listening to Brian Duff, and that is why we've got you here to talk some Sabres who, yeah, they put up an, uh, a stinker last night and um, haven't seen that kind of a game probably since the opening night of the season of of that kind of a dud. But a win tonight, you go 3-1 and one on your on your week, and you get to beat Toronto as a nice little cherry on top. Yeah, it all sounds perfect. I think the the challenge is how, and um, it's more based on the collective two games against Philadelphia I, for me than just the one result last night, which I agree it was the most reminiscent home game to the season opener. Different in a, in a way, I, I do think uh, the Sabres had chances last night um, and inexplicably uh, could not score. Um, I didn't think they had as much push against the Rangers. I, I know the shots uh, might suggest different. They were slightly different games despite the score being the same. But um, I'm still kind of scratching my head over Wednesday. Uh, I know we shouldn't analyze the wins too much, but, I mean, that was just a very, very, very odd game 
that fortunately played out well for Buffalo, scoring three times on four shots in the third period. But I think now, based on what Don Granato had said last Sunday when they defeated Colorado, and everybody felt like that was now the bar and that was the blueprint, the, uh, the, the plan moving forward is this must be the game we identify with. And we have not seen that in the two games since. So is it there? Of course it's there. Um, but it needs to be there tonight against Toronto. I know the Leafs have been kind of ordinary at home, but, I have immense respect for their firepower and Joseph Wall's been really good this year. So I, I, you know, this, this may look to me to be the biggest challenge they've had yet. Uh, Obviously being a huge challenge here, but Another issue with this team being, of course, that you know goaltending has been a bit of an issue, but a different kind now. Uh, dealing with injuries, Devin Levi, after his first four games of the season, looks like he's going to draw into the net tonight. Uh, but then, of course, Eric Comrie being put on injured reserve and Uka Pekalukinen having to come in. He did play relatively solid uh, throughout the start of this week, for example, but... Uh, unfortunately did not go as well for him against Philadelphia. Brian, the question's obviously remaining in net and the consistency that this team needs, uh, hopefully, and of course coming at a time where they have to face a great firepower team in Toronto. I mean, I don't, I don't think anything's changed um, as far as, you know, when healthy, will they keep three goalies? I have to assume that's going to be yes. Uh, so therefore you can only work with what you have. And I think you would take um, three out of four from Uko Pekalukinen, uh, which is his record when it comes to the starts that he has had this year. Um, I So y- you hope that that's a foundation to build off of. And maybe they catch a break with, you know, Levi was, starting to trend the wrong way? Was it just because he wasn't 100% by the time that last game against Calgary ended and then he took a step back injury-wise? Um, I, I think most observers were expecting Levi to be the story in goal this year, no matter how many games it turned out to be. And I think that's still the case. So it's literally like pressing reset. And hopefully he feels that way, both physically and mentally tonight to have this opportunity to take on Toronto, which will be his first to do so. And, you know, so I think, you know, if you're trying to build optimism, I, I, I do think based on how he's wired, I, I, I would expect to, you know, and again, this is an assumption. I think it's a pretty valid one um, that he's going to be the guy tonight and, and that he is going to be a lot more ready for this than, you know, where he just wasn't at the end of that last game against Calgary. Brian Duff joining us here on the West Her Hotline. Uh, Duffer, when I'm try- I'm trying to be the optimistic one here. Um, obviously, someone has to try to be in, in a lot of senses. Um, it's usually me with Marty. He's so negative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Marty is a lot of things, though. Let's be real here. So, but anyway, my thing here being, uh, it seems like in the early parts of this season. There's been a new emergence of a, a quote-unquote top line, and, and at least in terms of production consistently, Casey Middlestad, Jeff Skinner, and J.J. Paterka. Uh, since the three of them have been put together, it has been a nice little uh, production from this group, and in particular, Middlestad, down the middle, no matter who he's had on his lines, it seems like the consistency has been there for Casey this year. 
Yeah, and it goes back to the final 25 to 30 games last year, maybe even closer to 40. I mean, I, I backdated it recently. He was, I think it was 35 points in his last 39 games. So that may as well be called a half season. And over that time, I think the only player, uh, especially in the last, you know, in, in this season plus the last 25 of last year, I think Skinner is the only one with more points. And, you know, yes, Tage had a dip towards the end of last year because it was injury related, but it still speaks volumes to Casey. And we had general manager, Kevin Adams on the show last night on our pregame coverage on MSG. And, you know, he, I think he just really admires how in this organization flush with top picks and, you know, we're often so wowed by all of their unique skill sets. Um, I think Kevin's is most appreciative of how Casey has carved out this identity and the fact that he is different than the other skilled players, that he's a little bit more old school in how he protects the puck and creates plays off of that. And I think that's very obvious to see. And then the reason we're talking about Middlestat like this now is because he got an opportunity and it's not one you would have chosen based on the players who were not hundred percent full health as they were trying to, you know, clamor for a playoff spot last year. But for him to walk into a situation where all of a sudden Tuck and Skinner were the wingers and Skinner didn't miss a beat. um, And, you know, Tuck obviously finished with a career year too. I think it's remarkable that at even strength, he has been able to carry over that consistency this year to the point where the narrative has completely changed. I think for most Sabres fans, Uh, not all because, you know, many still probably wonder long-term, how's it going to fit? Uh, who are they going to box out prospect-wise if they give Casey a long-term deal after this season? Those things are still to be played out, but he is different and unique, and I think that brings value, and it obviously did because he finally got power play time on the number one unit last night. So um, that's an area that can also change this game tonight against Toronto. It might actually be the talking point of the night, given that, the Leafs are the fifth-ranked power play. The Sabres have the fifth-ranked penalty kill. If uh, any combination of the special teams can factor tonight, that might be the absolute difference. And 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 we could very well see Casey as a part of that on the power play. Brian, uh, I'm glad you brought up the power play because I do think that's something that's an area where the Sabres have struggled early early this season. And you did say that last night they did put Casey into that uh, power play one slot. I, and I thought they got a lot better looks last night because of that. Is there is that a thing we should expect moving forward uh, for something that they're trying to kind of get going here? Yeah, I think so. It was interesting because the way Don Granado kind of described everything last night, it was like he he must have said direct and decisive so many times anywhere between eight eight and tw- eight to 12 times in what was a five and a half minute press conference so even then when he kind of lit up when talking about the power play with casey having uh better looks potentially he still felt that when they were moving the puck and marty did a really nice breakdown on this just utilizing the bumper position more and then down low and, and finding ways to actually free up one player to be open for a great chance. Don still felt that they weren't direct enough in those moments, that they weren't, oh my gosh, I've got the lane, I've got to go for it. And, you know, coaches, they feel it. They don't even, probably don't even have to look at tape. They feel it in the moment 
it's a timing thing, right? Not unlike a batter facing a pitcher. Like, you just know how much time you have to react. And it, that's not a be-all and end-all to success. It's just he knows what he has seen from these guys, especially through the better part of last year when they were a top-five power play team. So um, I tended to agree with Middlestat after the game that he didn't feel like the power play was uh, – rattling them in any way that the lack of success was rattling them but i and and that's only because you know 50 out of 60 minutes is still played at five on five and that's where the biggest downfall came for this team the last two games but even as granado lamented a lack of direct decisive play he was very quick to say that the special teams could have changed any and every component last night and he's right and so that's what we need to see more of. Uh, prior to last night, the offense had been going the right way, scoring three or more in seven of eight games. But if you mix in even one power play goal every other game, which is not the success rate you want, but let's just say it hypothetically, I mean, you would have three more points in the standings right now. I can just about guarantee that. So um, that's how critical even reduced minutes within the game on the power play are. And they've got to – they got to figure it out. So, you know, whether it takes a, a big multi-goal night or whether it's just the consistency of finding one each night, um, it has to happen sooner rather than later. It is mildly annoying <laughs> that it comes with a trade-off of having a really strong penalty kill now. Like, you know, why yeah. can't they have two nice things? But uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's almost like the, the Thanos uh, meme from Endgame. What did it cost? Everything. The power play. <laughs> <laughs> But Brian, I by the way, I think we found uh, the answer to the voodoo magic of the Goatheads. Uh, the cost mm. is the Flyers, apparently. So yeah. <laughs> I blame Marty for that too, because that was his, <laughs> literally his initial comment on the pregame last night was, and I was obviously well aware of it and was never going to bring it up. And he's like, "Well, you know, they only have one regulation loss in these uniforms, and it's to Philadelphia." And I'm looking at him like, "Dude, <laughs> like, come on." <laughs> So I had to give him a gentle reminder in the post game. I said, Marty, did you want to revisit your pregame comments or no? <laughs> the good news, the good news is, um, you know, they're not going to see Philadelphia until April. So hopefully the, uh, the karma comes back in the black and red and you know, all kidding aside, it is, it is a crazy good story that has, has been there now for a season plus And, uh, yeah, it is very strange that the uh, the duds have been at the hands of Sam Erson and the Philadelphia Flyers both times. Sometimes you just throw up your hands and go, sports is weird. Uh, but oh, that's just how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> Brian, you've got yourself a, another heck of a day here as uh, the Sabres take on the Leafs tonight. And, um, of course, it's always fun to talk to you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Derek, we're looking forward to just kind of how they set the lineup tonight. Um, you know, you've had Byro and Rusek in. You've got players like Jost and Olafson out. The Amerks are dealing with uh, a ton on their own, including using a seventh defenseman as a third-line center last night and tonight. So it's uh, it's an interesting time. And obviously tonight uh, for Rochester, Matt Savoy's conditioning assignment comes to an end. He's at a point in each of the five games he's played. So one has to assume that that means, you know, there'll be a decision with Buffalo in the near future, and uh, and that could be another exciting turn as well. But uh, love chatting, and I know we'll do it again soon. Yes, we will, and uh, everyone will know 
that they can hear you all throughout the week as Sabres Live goes on on this very station and on MSG. Brian, thank you once again. Talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. That's Brian Duff. He of Sabres Live, Sabres pregame, postgame, Sabres anything. You can probably expect to hear our friend Brian Duff when it comes to anything and everything related to the blue and gold, black and red of this Buffalo Sabres team that can be infuriating at times and awesome uh, at others. So let's see what we get as they take on Toronto tonight. Yeah, infuriating while you're watching the power play and and just amazing when you're watching the penalty kill. I'm glad he brought up the penalty kill, which has for years been a bugaboo of the Sabres and now is... For years, it's been booty cheeks. I it's mean, been the worst if, thing if you that they've flat had. Out say it. No, I'll say it. Like for years, it has been the worst part about them. And now Tage Thompson is one of two or three players <laughs> who hasn't been scored on in the penalty kill. Who would have thought, right? But that says a lot about the evolve, the evolution of his all-around game, though. Too is that Thompson has been not only relied upon on the penalty kill, but is one of only a select few players that hasn't been scored on on the ice while shorthanded. Yeah. Open up the charts, and uh, he's looked great five-on-five as well. Yeah, no, he's the evolution of his game has been fantastic, and he's still amongst the top of this team in points. He's second on the team with nine points in 11 games, so only Skinner and Middlestad are ahead of him at this moment. This is a, uh, like I said, it's an interesting team. It still has, like, they're one of the biggest... They're one of the biggest oxymorons at times. Like, the penalty kill is now amazing. The power play has been discrediting based on its production. Um, I'm looking at a chart right now from uh, from Megan Cheka and um, dump-in rates by the teams. Uh, the Sabres have one of the lowest dump-in rates, like dump-in chase, in the NHL. But they're also amongst the best at – they're not, like, amongst the best of it, but, like, they're better than most when they go and actually do dump-and-chase hockey because they can use their speed – and their forecheck to try to create turnovers. They're one of the teams that does it the least amount, and yet they're fantastic at getting success doing so. And I got to credit our boy Anthony Scandra because he uh, he helped uh, helped me see this on the timeline, pointing it out. So they're the weirdest team in the National Hockey League. They they have to be at this point. You try to sell games, like try to sell fans to go to Houghton games, and then you put up duds like that. Like, (sighs) they're weird. They're weird. They're they're a team. They're weird. They're a team that still very much seems to be learning different quirks of a system. And I'm glad Duffer brought this up as well. The amount of times that Don Granado brought up the word being decisive. And that's certainly something that they have not been for quite a few games this year. But then there's other games where they have been. There's other games where they very clearly have this system buy-in. And there's other games where they can't really seem to buy into that. Last night was one of those games. Wednesday night, you can even say, was one of those games that they came out of. They were shot on 40 times. You wouldn't say that they were high-danger shots. But Granado's biggest thing right now, again, seems to be the decision-making and the decisiveness with those decisions. He needs them to make he needs them to settle in. He just needs them to settle in and that's something that's going to take time. Especially last year they're running this run and gun system. They're always constantly on offense, sacrificing the defense. And I think in games where they've been able to get ahead 
and they're able to settle into that game, they don't know how to play behind under that. I feel like when they're behind, they need to sort of go into that offensive mode. And then once they're ahead, they can, they're, they're finally a team that can settle into that defense once they've gotten themselves into it, if that makes sense. No, yeah, and that also has something to do with still being the youngest team in the league. You're like, yeah, they almost made a playoff spot last year as the youngest team in the league. That doesn't always mean that progression is linear. Um, sometimes there are things that have to take a step back. Look at the power play. Um, that doesn't mean that things are always going to stay in the same progression that they should be. I still would like this team to compete for a playoff spot again. I still would like them to be where they were last year. But there are things that are going to frustrate, and there are sometimes new things that are going to frustrate. There are sometimes the things that frustrate you that frustrated you last year. Um, That's just the nature of sport. It's just how it goes sometimes. It's never linear. It is. It's just how it goes sometimes. Just like sometimes you look – at Twitter and you see an amazing stat uh, from the last 42 games about a player that's currently on the roster where we're up against a break, and I feel like I'm just going to tease that for the next segment. Ooh, there we go. TJ teasing some information on the Sabres here. But it's something I want to talk about. It's something he wants to talk about, and now I open the floor to the rest of our listeners. What else do you want to talk about? We've got Sabres leads tonight. They put up a dud yesterday. They could go 3-1 and on the week. Meanwhile, the Bills and the Bengals, this is going to be a huge E for both teams. Uh, Joe and Jeremy had brought this up with the uh, the playoff simulator. This is about a 30% swing for the loser of this game of how dire it can look for each of these teams when it comes to making the postseason if they lose. Bills, Bengals, Sabres, Leafs, we got a lot going on. we got a lot to talk about. 803-0550, As Sports Talk Saturday rolls on here. On the radio home of the Bills and the Sabres, WGR Sports Radio 550. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.